It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. All right. Now, let's see. Um, I'm looking at a list of things. Yeah, I, I want to talk to you about some of this stuff. What did you, you think of Joe Coy on uh, Golden Globes? I wasn't watching it i didn't watch it i watched some of it i was doing a couple of shows in solana beach as usual they put him in a situation where it's almost impossible for him you know what i mean they just he did a fine job i don't know why people are critical of it well i'll tell you the way i'll tell you the way it works in our society look how they have it set up it's just so it's a kind of a it's a we live in a kind of thumbs up thumbs down society (laughs) we don't really have thumbs in the middle yeah you know yeah and that's the new world order we have to go all in on great or all in or bad you know what i mean so there's you he that's a problem because yeah it was fine you know what i mean but but the problem is is people have to people do it's it's all the grades are A's or F's. We don't do the C pluses anymore. We just we've decided that's not sexy. You know what I mean? So we need to well, kind of go press worthy. It's not it's press. Like a, it it's not press worthy. An A is press worthy. An yeah. F is press worthy. Yeah. But a a B minus C plus is not really press worthy. Yeah. And so yeah. that's those are the times we're living in. Um, now I got your compliment as oh. well. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we get to that. Um, we can also, um, there was also great, I don't know if Emmy saw it, and you can look it up. It's not on the list, but it reminded me. I wanted to play it for you. It was uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who I now enjoy a lot. Me too. He puts everyone in their fucking yes. place, yes. and he does what they have to. He's he's asked to condemn white racism or whatever. White supremacy. White supremacy. He goes, who are you, who are you working for? Washington Post. Perfect. Fires, <laughs> fires back about it. It's about 90 seconds, yeah. but uh, well executed. But that this is the game. What people do not realize with these people is – the game is we get every NFL stadium in the league to write end racism in the end zone. Yeah. And then all the millions of people watching think, well, there then must be a problem with racism because we need to end it. And it's a big enough problem that it's in every end zone. 
By the way, if you said and malaria, then millions of people would go, Jesus, there must be a situation going on out here. Uh-oh, there's a mosquito in the den. You know what I mean? Like, that's the game. The game is they put it everywhere, and then they and then we go, hey, knock it off. And they go, what do you mean? It's a big problem. Look, it's in the end zone. Yeah. And then they do, what they do is they ask every politician— in this case, a guy named Vivek Ramaswamy, <laughs> the most ethnic person on the planet. They then go, I want you to condemn white supremacy, which is all part of the game. Which, is, and, by the way, it's, it's all uh, supplication before moi. Yes. Before and, me, the press. Yeah. Hey, bitch, do we really need to satisfy your yeah. requirements? Number one. Number yeah. two, you don't have to condemn Anything you don't participate in. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You don't, I don't have to explain why I'm not a wife beater. I don't beat my wife. I I don't have to explain it. You know what I mean? And then what they do is they attach white supremacy to everyone's name. Mm -hmm. Oh, they, oh, he, he condemned it or he refused to condemn it. Right. The people that refuse to condemn it refuse to condemn it because they don't want to play your retarded game. Mm. They don't want to dance for the retarded piper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's the only thing that's going to wrestle it back are these answers. Because they just, I mean, we have presidential debates. You know, there's two elderly gentlemen up on stage and some fucking 35 year old chick is yelling at them, Will you condemn white yeah. chips? Okay, so the deal is if you talk about it enough, then people will assume it exists and then we'll have a nation divided. Yeah. This is the game. Mm. God, it's insidious. Are we we going to play this? Because there's something that follows on to this I don't know if you're aware of that's heinous. Mm. Heinous. All right, well, listen to the I'm not I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. The reality is, I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Do that and we're going to move this country forward. And I don't care whether you're black or white or brown or anything in between. That's how we're going to unite this country. You people have been responsible for dividing this country to a breaking point, creating a projection of national division. I meet people from the south side of Chicago to meetings like this one of every shade of melanin, multiple from man to woman, doesn't make a difference, who are hungry for reviving unity in this country. And you, with your catechism that you try to get to politicians to whatever fake headline you're going to print on the basis of this conversation tomorrow, that's what's dividing this country for a break, to a breaking point. Shame on you. Look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years. Own the accountability for your own failures as the media. That's how we rebuild trust in this country. And until then, I don't have a lot of patience to play the games. So then, yeah, she immediately tweeted, and then there was a headline next day. 
Vivek from Swami refuses to condemn white supremacy. Yeah, I know. I, I, of course. I mean, I mean that, it's just it's just so heinous. That's heinous. It's not it's disgusting. No, no. I I kind of disagree. At this point, we've handed them a shovel and they're just digging their own grave. Okay. Nobody listens right, to okay. them anymore. Right, we're so done. If that's they, true. If that's true. I mean, no, they cried wolf so many fucking times in a row that people are just done and over it and starting and, and what you're getting is pushback yeah and and it's that she did it that that she, well she did exactly off, what he said they the hubris mixed with a sort of bizarre calculation is 100 fine with them they, they don't they don't see it me, meaning they could they can be engaging in the behavior that they're trying to criminalize all at the same time and they don't care. That's just that's just how it goes with them. They don't they don't they can't see their own reflection. Like they don't wow. realize it's, what it what it woo. sounds like. But they've done it. Uh, they so, must get some sort of I don't know, fuck who knows. They they've gone to that playbook so many times they've worn it through. Yeah. And uh, Vivek and others have figured it out and nobody's listening anymore. You, you called someone a racist anymore. This doesn't just doesn't work. Mm. So uh, good on Vivek for for answering the uh, question that way. But you are right in, and I told you, <coughs> I told you this. Um, that's all Biden's going to run on is fake racism. It's the well threat to democracy. Well, no, yeah, threat yeah. to democracy. Yeah. I'm sorry, threat to democracy, and I'm going yeah. to black churches yeah. Yeah. and talking about. But also, it's there's nothing new. <laughs> you have to think about it. I was just listening to podcast today, and I was reminded um, that whole um, that whole speech from 2012 when um, he was in front of the black church, and he first off, there's endless footage of these guys pandering to blacks and making themselves look like assholes in the process, you know, putting on an affectation, yeah, talking yeah. about, I spent more time as a youth in Delaware in the black church than I did at school, you know? It's like, you did? You spent, why? <laughs> you were, th what, you were 14? <laughs> what were you doing in the black church all day? You know what I mean? It, 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 but you're speaking in front of the Jews, and you say you spent the time in the synagogue. You know what I mean? And see that tunnel could, thing with the Jews? I'm trying to figure out what that was in Brooklyn. Do you see that blocking Palestinian? No, no. There's a uh, giant tunnels uncovered under a synagogue in Brooklyn. Oh. And they were pulling guys out of it. They were going to cement it over. I, I, it was the most oddest story. I just, so when, in 2012, <laughs> when Joe Biden gave the horribly insulting, and again, listen. Sorry, blacks, this is on you. If you're going to listen to a parade of old white guys pretend like they're in your tribe over and over again with no fucking results and you just keep voting for them because you like what they're saying to you, even though nothing ever comes out the other end, eventually that's on you, black community. I, you should be insulted when they come to your church and start speaking in your vernacular. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, talk about appropriation, boy. Woo. Uh, so in 2012, when he goes, uh, he's going to unleash Wall Street. He's going he's gonna to take the chains off Wall Street. He's going to put you all back in chains. Mm. He's talking about Mitt Romney. Mm. <laughs> Mitt Romney, the Mormon, 
the Mormon millionaire who's basically more of a Democrat than he is a Republican, Mitt Romney and his 28 blonde grandchildren (laughs) are going to put the black community, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney's going to put you back in chains. Okay, why do I say that? It doesn't matter. Like a South Park episode. It doesn't matter whether he's running against Mitt Romney or Donald Trump. It's the same thing. Hey, blacks, these Republicans are going to put you back in chains. Um, I mean, people don't even know who the Klan was the Democratic Party. I mean, they don't even know their history. But the whole point is this. Obviously, he's full of shit. It's, it's all January 6th talk and, you know, some put you back in chains talk. And then there's no there's no recipe for the country. It's just January 6th, well, January 6th, January. Like we're, get me in. We're talking about a, an event that's three years old. I'd like to talk about the economy. But it's it's sad, Did you really. have any thoughts on Nikki Haley the other night? I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. Okay. But I it is it is. First off, it's embarrassing. These guys should be embarrassed. I'm going to go to the black church and then tell them all about freedom and then do nothing for them. Mm. And but because you can't. But here's how you know. Here's how you know there's no interest in actually solving the problems that may face one community or the next. Right. Right. So if you go, what is like if you just sat down with smart people. And you said, uh, what is the biggest problem that plagues the black community? Community, It would be absentee fathers. That would be the number one. And then after that, you would get to some educational stuff. And after that, uh, at some point, if you really wanted to break it down, it wouldn't be rogue cops shooting unarmed black men. Statistically, the most impactful thing you could do would be address the 70% out of wedlock childbirth. That that would be, if you wanted to help. Okay, what is the only subject that never comes up? The most important subject. Drew always stops talking when no, I I'm talk. Listening. I'm listening. I know I'm you listening. do that every time. You don't even know you go silent. Right. I just say black three times in a row and you <laughs> literally stop communicating, which you've been trained to do. You've been coached <laughs> up by I'm, our society. I'm a good, I'm a good student. Y- yes, you've, you've been, this is what they do. Uh, they get smart people to shut up. Black well, parents, actually, actually, black dads not being present is the number one problem, and it's never addressed by all the people that are trying to help the black community. Just like Gavin Newsom wants to help the homeless community, and he's talk, he doesn't want to talk about drugs, and he doesn't want to talk about mental illness. He wants to talk about moms who have full-time well, jobs and two right. kids. Okay, that means you are not addressing the problem, and that means you have no interest in fixing so, the problem. So the reason, other than being properly trained, yes. that I was quiet was I was thinking. And what I was thinking was, you wow. You say that every time, but do, it's, do only I? On this, do I? it's only on this subject do you zip it. I, I say I say I'm thinking, and that's yes, what I was going. I'm listening. That's interesting. Well, yeah. no, no, I wasn't listening. I was thinking. Well, you say about it. I, listening could I could have said for sure, uh, because I I had a thought that I was wrestling with, which was that how how would we do that now that fifty percent of all children are born out of wedlock? How do we now deal with that? What do we it's do? A how, what's, what's it's the, a big problem. Do we just and and maybe that's the opportunity, which is to go. Family destruction in this country is a major issue. It's affecting certain groups disproportionately, but it's now everybody. Yeah, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that that would have some, I would think, some uh, 
The correction. Curve, if you if you went and got a chart and just went, who has the most out of wedlock births, and then who earns the least or the most? Mm. It's it's straight across the board. It's all commensurate. In other words, it, uh, right, right, right. Yes. The but, lowest out of wedlock make the most. The most out of wedlock make the least, and then it'll just go in order. And by the way, white people are not at the top of the list. Right. The lower, you know, Asian and Jewish, yes. you know, they yes. they do less out of wedlock and make more. Mm. Okay, look at the chart and then act accordingly. Well, who's if, doing- if economic solutions are what you want, you can also look at mental health and stuff too. If you'd like to remedy whatever thing you've been talking about nonstop for 20 years. Uh, is marriage and fucking families have been under assault for 50 years and marriage particularly well, now is you really under assault. decided we didn't need males in the house. All right. Uh, let's talk about our friends at BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. New Year, as we focus on how to change instead of expanding what we're already doing right. I think the opposite of New Year, New You. Therapy helps you find strengths and build upon them and then by make changes that will stick, that will stay with you. And then, why not build off your growth? Uh, off your strengths. And of course, I'm a big fan of therapy. I'm a big fan of BetterHelp. I've, I've sent family, friends, patients. Uh, I've been pleased with the services they provide. And, uh, you know, we, we live in a time when we should be accessing things. There's no reason for stigma because it's all online. You're not going to walk, you're not going to run into somebody in a waiting room or anything. That No longer any excuses. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Right, Emmy? That's right. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Adam and Drew today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam and Drew. All right. So uh, we have that back in chains. Now, again, Mitt Romney, the most docile, middle-of-the-road, hates Trump. Uh, he's, a, he, he's really a Republican by name only. I mean, he's really quite progressive. The rhino, right? So they call yeah, the rhino. I, he, I think Mitt Romney just wants to be liked. I think, <laughs> I think he's got tons of dough, yeah. you know, and he's just like, I just want to be liked. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but not, but, but not according to Joe Biden. <laughs> here's, uh, here's what, here's what, here's what Mitt Romney's going to do. Look at what they value and look at their budget and what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. He was talking about Mitt Romney. And by the way, uh, (laughs) but here's the plan. Everyone who disagrees with me is a racist. I'll just tell black people this. And black people, shame on you. You buy it every fucking time. It's in, you're, it's insane. It's like a mental illness. And that is Biden campaigning for Barack Obama, probably the second go-around, I imagine, judging by his agent. How dare anybody say he's lost a step? How could you <laughs> see the difference between then and now? There's no difference. Yeah, What's wrong with you people? Oh, uh, my God. You can't even believe, It's hard to believe it's the same person. The, the greatest, the truest thing Trump ever said and of course, everyone always goes nuts. He goes, hey, black people, vote for me. What do you got to lose? And everyone's like, what? What?" It's like, yeah, what do you have to lose? You got 50 years of nothing. Yeah. What do you got to lose? Really? If it, yeah. So anyway, uh, don't worry. Biden's out there stirring the racial pot and talking about January 6th. Awesome. 
almost losing this democracy. This close, Drew. Did you feel it? Remember for the hour and 45 minutes <laughs> of elderly people wandering the halls there with no weapons? Remember how close we were to losing democracy? I, first off, I don't know how these people do shit with a straight face. I, if, okay, can I say this? If this is as close, if we got close to losing a democracy, then our democracy is really porous. Like, like we, no, no, right? It's in, we better put something in place to make sure that we safeguard against how porous. Yeah, you had several hundred unarmed. <laughs> the thing too is like Biden is like, oh man, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you the scary part is the like political prisoner part. Like when he does his speech, he's like. Over a thousand people arrested, nine hundred put in jail. A combined seven year, seven hundred thousand years of like, yeah, because you guys had to make a case. You're, and, you're, and to be it's fair, like you're you're bragging about the statistics of how many years have been sentenced to people who weren't insurrectionists, who didn't have a weapon and didn't pose a threat. Well, and the court sort of got it right, right? They were It was all mayhem and trespassing and mistreating government property the and court the stuff got they it, did do. The court got it right in what they charged them yeah, for, yeah. But, but the fact that these people were doing real time the lion's share of them is insane because that's, that's government at its scariest. Mm. Government at its scariest is there's this thing that happened. And it was kind of a mob meets a riot meets a sightseeing tour. <laughs> uh, there were no weapons and nobody died except for the one person that got shot in the face. But that was by the good side. So we're not really going to. And that guy was black. So we're not, we're not going to get into that. But we don't have a lot. We can't really call this an insurrection because it just doesn't fit an insurrection, the definition of an insurrection. But anyway, here's government at their worst. We're going to call it an insurrection, and we're going to make it into an insurrection, and we're going to edit it to turn it into an insurrection. Uh, That's part one, because we need the narrative. Unfortunately, part two is we're going to have to lock up a lot of people for things that weren't really dangerous or any anywhere beyond what we had with the summer of rioting. We could have locked up half the population of Portland for doing the same thing, but we didn't do anything to them. So, But sorry, elderly American with no criminal history, you're going to have to spend three years in the hole because we need to create a thing that didn't really happen and it's not going to work if we don't have a lot of prosecutions. So what we're going to do is we're going to do that. Again, Americans are going to have to be locked up by their government, but we need to do it so we can create a thing that didn't exist. And then we're going to call back to that thing that didn't exist that we created on the campaign trail. And then we'll just keep doing that. And the good news is, we have dolts at CNN and MSNBC and the LA Times and Michael Cohen and other like-minded fucksticks that'll just repeat all this because we gave him a playbook. I don't remember there ever being in this country, I'm sure, I guess it's happened, but the propaganda and brainwashing is that, and it's all kind of since COVID really, or maybe since Trump, but COVID is where it really got going. Yes. Uh, it's of an extraordinary degree and people don't seem to get that that's what's going on at least a lot of people don't i 
I don't know. I mean, look. <laughs> You're then we're going to like parade a bunch of guys up, put them in full dress blues, Capitol Hill police guys just to cry uh, while they're being questioned by Congress and explain how they will never be right. And then another thing is is if uh one of the Capitol Hill police people, if any of them kill themselves nine months on, we're just going to put that on the body count. Cops kill themselves all the time, by the way. It's, it's, so we're going to do everything we can do, and then we'll just start making up shit. Uh, uh, Officer Sicknick was uh, killed with a fire extinguisher, bludgeoned to death. And then they go, well, maybe he wasn't. And they go, people forget about that one. They downgraded it to bear spray. <laughs> They're like, well, then he was killed by bear spray. Uh. And then they're like, no, he died in his office of a stroke, not during the riots. And then they go, all right, well, we're still going to count that. Yeah. That, that's how they roll. So first off, if I say this all, to you all the time. If something really happened, you have to pad it. 9-11. Does anyone pad 9-11? It's like, uh, uh, you know, 3,984 souls. Were that, but do we, do we pad the number? Right. If nobody died 9-11, would we pad it? Why, are you ha- why do you have to pad an insurrection? Why, why do you have to add to an insurrection? And unfortunately, all this stuff is creating these wild uh, distrust and conspiracies, and they flare up, and they're just, oh, my God. I'm just it's saying. hard to listen to. Joe Biden is... He's pathetic. Mm-hmm. Like it's sad. Like he's just gonna, he's just gonna tour around and talk about January six. That's the plan. When are you gonna tell me this thing that's gonna make me feel good? Right now. All right. Because right I feel pretty now. bad right now. Right now. But first, no, they don't know now. The boys in the booth, they don't know who Jackie Coogan is. The kid is that the kid? He was Charlie Chaplin's like in the kid. In the kid. Yeah. Right. Jackie Koo was a famous child actor, and is he also Uncle Fester? Yes, and he was responsible for child labor laws. Yes. He, the, the Coogan law yes. for film is the kid needs to get paid and the parents can't spend the money or whatever it is. He didn't get compensated or he did, and his parents just mowed through his money when he was nine years old, right, right. and they made a law saying no more. There he is. Uh, it was a famous, famous film. But he was, but but Uncle Fest. He was the original on television. Yeah, Uncle Fest. but he also show us the Adams family. He also popped up. No, don't show us the Adams. Drew, right. let me do this. All right, go ahead. He popped up as the grandparent on the Partridge Family. Oh no! Ray shit. Bulger was the old grandpa. Wow! But they. Got rid of him, and they got the new grandpa, which <laughs> could have been from the other side of the family, except for they had the same grandma. Hold on, so slow down. So Ray Bolger was the the uh, scarecrow in Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Saw him on Love Boat in mm-hmm. an episode. Did you see that too? Mm-hmm. Where he was <laughs> insufferable, by the way. But okay, so now he's on Partridge Family. So these guys made the rounds. Yes, yeah. and Jackie Coogan. All right, now we can look at a picture of Jackie Coogan from the Partridge family, yeah. balding, sort of flabby. I mean, he 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 looks bad. And is this this is post Adam's family too? Yes. Yeah. All right, 
I did some math here, Drew, and this was going to make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> Jackie Coogan in that picture in the Partridge family who looked like just an old, weathered, fat old old man as my age, oh. 60 years old. He was born in 1914. And the Partridge family episode he's from is from 74. So he's he's 60. Exactly he's five 60. years younger than you. Wow. I feel Does good. Does that seem insane? Guys, Emmy, seem insane? Uh, I told, and by the way. I can never I, get over that. I told, <laughs> That's so nuts. I, I, cigarettes, Every, every time Drew goes, cigarettes and booze, cigarettes yeah. and booze, yep. cigarettes. I, I, it's not, it can't be everyone. Well, it was just a common. thing. It was a thing. It was also a thing. But also you had to be 60. Yeah, that was you. That was your, just like when you're 14, you're 14, but 60, you're 60. Ray Bolger, when he was the grandpa, grew the sideburns out, tried to be a hippie, and joined the band because <laughs> that was the generation gap. Yes, remember those jokes? Oh, yes, he wanted We're to not join. Not just jokes; in. it was a thing. You know, the generation gap. They can't understand those young kids. <laughs> <laughs> The hey, the same always, shit comes up today. Oh, no, I know. That's uh, the, what, what I'm saying to everybody is whether it's the generation gap and what these kids, these kids know the answers yeah. from the parent, the old people don't know the answers, you know, whether it's that or the environment. You know, it's interesting. What, hold on. What I'm Go trying ahead. to tell all you idiots is that's all we do. That's all we do is recycle ideas, ideas yeah. from the thing. Oh, yeah. We give, look, we used to call it ecology. You know, now we call it global warming. It used to be global freezing. I was, big, I, it was, I was just, a big ecology just, guy. I was it, way it, into we, acid rain. We can just destroy go, the we world. We just mow right through these things and find a new thing to argue about. Well, it's one of the reasons I'm skeptical about some of the stuff today because I was so convinced based on the science of what was going on and that we were, A, going to run out of oil in the 80s for sure. Just did the mm. math. Mm -hmm. uh, B, acid rain was going to destroy what agriculture we had. Mm -hmm. uh, and three, famine was inevitable. Inevitable. And we couldn't oh, yeah. and we could not use the, uh, we called them phosphates and, and, uh, and anti-insect stuff because it was destroying the rivers and the lakes. And that was going to be our next crisis. That was it. I came home and preached about that from New England. So I was wrong. just, I was depressed because like I was always loved cars. And so <laughs> obviously when I was 10, you know, I was fantasizing about what kind of cool car, Mustang or something, a Corvette, you know, I, I, I wanted a cool car and I was completely convinced that we're just going to be out of gasoline yeah. by the time I'm 20. Yeah. So what the fuck? Yeah. How's that even going to work? Yeah. That, that was guaranteed. It was guaranteed. Yeah. There was no way to avoid that. It was impossible. Just do the math. What's the science? You, you're running in the face of MIT uh, geophysicists. Yeah. How dare you? And Leonard Nimoy specials. You know what's interesting is that uh, generation gap, when that term comes up, if, if history is any lesson, it's when the younger generation has the most bad ideas. Yes, that, that that we had our that you and I were the purveyors of terrible ideas in the seventies and sixties, the worst. 
and then complain that the older generation didn't understand them. Yeah, I didn't really have much of a phase because I was sort of a jock and I didn't go to college. Uh, I didn't. But really I'm sure have, you uh, celebrated the same same music, same everything. Well, same stuff. I, no, I lived with my Dumbo hippie mom, yeah. and so I thought red meat was bad for you <laughs> because that's all she said yeah. over and over again. And, you know, I definitely got drawn. I thought there'd be, we'd be out of fuel, that there'd be an ice age. And I didn't you talk and I, about it much. And you and I, but you and I celebrated the same music and the same, you know, the same glorification of raping 14-year-olds <laughs> that all the songs were about in that era. I mean, come on. And if They I, were. They were. All right. Let's see. We didn't know, but we were, we thought we knew. Go to amcrawl.com. Live shows coming up in Colorado. Live shows coming up in Naples, Florida. <laughs> Live shows at Palm Beach, uh, everywhere. Just go to adamcarolla.com. What do you got, Drew? All right, now that you guys know about the wellness company, look for my store at drdrew.com where you're going to have access to stuff you need, I promise, when, when I get that going, and travel stuff that is prescription. You can get it. I can get it for you. Uh, and also, uh, Dr. TV, where the streaming show, uh, 3 o'clock, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the interesting interviews we do there. And uh, check that out if you would mind. So, till next time, Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew Sand. Mahalo. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.